Hey guys, welcome to On Air with Matthew James. I'm of course Matthew James. Thank you for joining me. And in today's episode, I'm chatting to Arunufiev, who is part of the amazing cast in the Netflix original South African series called Blood and Water. Now, this series is taking on the world by storm at the moment, being compared to the likes of Gossip Girl, and it is just totally insane. So go and check it out on Netflix. It premiered on the 20th of May, 2020. So it's there for you to check out. We'll be chatting to him about his journey as well as being a part of this project as well as what's next for him. And remember to subscribe to our Spotify channel to be kept in the loop as to when new episodes air, or just follow us on social media at Matthew Hallett on Instagram, and at Matthew James, they say on both Twitter and Facebook. Let's get chatting to Arnu. Welcome to On Air with Matthew James. How are you today? I'm feeling so good. How are you? <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Let's get straight to it and discuss the show that is on everyone's lips around the world at the moment. <laughs> Blood, Blood yes. Water was released on the 20th of May. Congratulations. What an insane show. <laughs> Thank you so much. So let's start with that. When did you start filming this? How did you go about getting this role? What was that process like for you? Wow. So it was actually a, an amazing story. So about three weeks before, or let's say a month before Blood and Water actually started filming, yeah. um, I wasn't part of the project okay. yet. Um, so throwback to about two years earlier, I worked on a, on a film with a guy called Chris Hubert, who was the production designer yeah. there. Um, and he phoned me up and this is now yeah, going <laughs> forward to, to what was this last yeah. year. He gave me a call and he's like, listen, what are you doing? Uh, we busy in pre-production for this new show called Blood and Water. Yeah. It's a Netflix show. Um, and they haven't found a, an actor to play the role of uh-huh. Chris. Um, are you available? Like, what are you doing? And the next day they sent me the audition, went for that. And uh, I think about two or three days later, I found out, okay, cool. Um, I'm going to be playing Chris Ackerman on, um, yeah, on Blood and Water for Netflix. And what, and what, yeah. um, and then, and what was that, that, that like, yes, that news that, you know, you got this role on Netflix? You know what, if I'm going to be completely honest, at that point, um, so I mean, I've been I've been acting in in the local industry yeah. for next year is going to be ten years, right? Um, and I've mostly done Afrikaans mm-hmm. work, and I, like I I'd, I'd given up on this sort of dream by that point that you know I could be on a show that's going to be seen around yeah. the world or you know really have an impact as an actor. Um, and literally a month before that audition, I I was casted in the lead role of a new film. And a week after that, phone me up. They're like, "Listen, we made a mistake. Mm. Um, you actually didn't get the oh part." Um, and after all, and that was on my ber- my birthday. What is they phoned me and, and told me you didn't get the part. Um, <laughs> so I was I was I was I was in a sort of in a ditch, mm. you know. And I I sort of made the decision. Okay, cool, because I do a lot of behind the scenes mm. work as well and camera work. So I sort of decided, okay, cool. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm going to call it quits mm. on the acting or at least shift my focus yeah. towards um, production and, you know, directing and things like that. Um, so when I got the call, I, I yeah, I, I just broke down. I started <laughs> crying. I phoned my dad. It's like, I mm. can't believe this is actually happening. Like I was about to, to call it quits yeah. and we just got another blessing. Yeah. So yes, yes, yes. <laughs> 
That's amazing. Now, the show is receiving some amazing reviews. You guys are being referred, like, even compared to being like the next Gossip Girl by Glamour magazine, yeah. you're on like the top 60 TV shows on IMDb. Like, it's just crazy. What yeah. is this, what is this uh, feeling like for you at the moment with like all of this, like, amazing news about the project that you were part of? Yes, I'm, I'm, I think still at this point, it doesn't feel real. Mm. Um, it's a very surreal moment. It's been, it's been overwhelming mm. to see the response. And then you wake up every morning and it's like, oh, we just hit number one mm. in United mm. Kingdom. We just hit number one in Brazil. Yeah. We just hit number one there. Um, I think the cherry on top was hitting number one in the US, mm. um, which is obviously a massive achievement, achievement in itself. But at this point, basically just taking it day for day, um, you know, we we work towards making a successful show. So um, it really is a blessing that people are receiving it well, that people are enjoying it. And also that I think the biggest thing of all of it, like, cool, this is a nice, you know, this is great for the cast and yeah. the crew and like, we made something and people around the world are seeing it. That's cool. But I think the biggest thing is just that people are seeing South Africa exactly, for the first time yeah. in a in a light they haven't seen before, you mm. know? Um, and my wish really is just that this opens up the local industry to the world even more mm. so that, you know, more, more let's say channels mm. or networks, uh, Netflix themselves will invest more money mm. and create more opportunities for, for local creatives. That's, that's going to be, if we succeed mm. in getting that or making that happen, then we've done a great I job. I think you guys are well on your way because this show is just a neat, like an amazing um, exhibition of what talent we have in South Africa, both from a writing, directing and acting point of view. So, you know, you yes. got to work with some of the big names in acting. I mean, a bunch of the parents are all actors that have been on South African television yes. for years and years and years. What was it like working with these actors and what have you learned from them? Um, so mm. it's actually quite funny. The the first day that Cello was was on set, mm. um, he he was in the makeup trailer, and I was about to go in to like get my hair done and yeah. everything, and they told me, "Oh, Cello is inside," and I couldn't go in. Like I I was too shy to go in and sort of <laughs> be in the presence of this man. Yeah. Um, and there were a couple of instances, and also you know working with Gail, for instance, um, mm. she's just the most beautiful, talented woman ever, and and she's got such a pre uh, pure soul mm. and heart. Um, what was beautiful about the production is because we were shooting for quite a long time, and and you know living close to each other mm. and seeing each other the whole time, it really and it's always a cliche. People always say it, but it really did feel like a family, um, mm. and got to got to spend outside of shooting you know going for dinners mm. or um you know just going for coffee with some of the older actors um and just to just to sort of get that nudge of like listen you're doing okay stop stressing mm. like you know mm. just just enjoy the process and and just keep on doing the work that's mm. the thing is just keep on doing the work mm. and everything else will will uh, handle itself. That, that's amazing. Like, you've been on shows like Farias, Benalandes, Khatrabli, Rugby, Blood Bruce, um, Sierra Vendelan, and there's like a, a, bu yes. a bunch more. So what is, where did this journey really start for you before all of this? How did you decide that you want to get into acting? Is it something that you always wanted to do? No, not at all. So for me, it started <laughs> when I, I, was, I was 16 years old. I, um, I changed schools in grade 10 and then had the option to take drama mm. as a subject 
And for some reason, it was like, okay, me, you know, I've got a free free uh, period mm-hmm. every day. Maybe <laughs> let's let's fill it with drama. Okay. Let's take it because at that point, I was still like, I was a proper jock, like yeah. playing rugby and you know, thinking I'm mm. so cool and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was a new drama teacher that started that year as well, mm. and he completely changed the game. Like mm. he was so dedicated and really tried everything he could to to teach us the stuff that he learns at university. Mm. So um, in my first year in grade 10 of, of studying drama, we had like accent coaches coming in and, um, you know, mm. acting coaches and movement coaches and all these things. And, mm. and we even had film and television training. So I started auditioning that mm. same year. Mm. Um, and actually, yeah, next year is going to be 10 years mm. since that since that uh, that first audition. But um I got into it quite quickly. And then mm. I think I did about 60 or 70 auditions before mm. anything landed. Mm. Um, and the big thing that landed was at the end of my matric year, um, I got a role on Benelanders and that was for three months, which eventually turned into basically a year. Um, and that was that was sort of my my year of, of learning and mm. studying. Is It wasn't a big role. Um, but I was always there and, you know, I had a few lines in every episode and I could literally just stand there and, and observe the other actors and mm. see how it worked. Um, and luckily they didn't find me within the first three months. So, so that's where, yeah, that's yeah. where it started. And then from there it was just building up from, from the experience. And you, you multi-talented in the way that you're now doing, you did online content as well as TV and film. What's, what's inspiring you to keep pushing and going into these different mediums? I mean, you even have a new YouTube channel. You know what the thing is? So I realized early on, um, because especially the Afrikaans market is um, only as big as, you know, the few mm. people who speak Afrikaans in the country, um, that it was going to be limiting. And I could have stayed at, let's say, Benelanders for maybe two or three more years, mm. or I could have stayed at Getrout Miragbi for another two or three years. Mm. But that didn't satisfy me as an actor. Um, I wanted to learn in a whole bunch of different mediums. Mm. But in order for me to be a freelancer in the country, I had to create other means of income. I mm. had to do other stuff that could, could make me some money. So the first thing I started out with is, okay, cool. I've got a bit of money. Let me buy mm. a camera. Maybe okay. I can shoot. I can learn how to use a camera. I can learn how to do editing. Mm-hmm. Um, and slowly that evolved into basically starting my own little production company and creating digital content and, you know, shooting mm-hmm. ads and mm-hmm. a TV show and things. Um, and that was just so that, and I've realized now, the only reason I really did all of that was so that I could keep the dream alive of wanting to be an actor, you know, mm-hmm. um, because I, I was a bit, I was a bit of a troubled what would you say? Troubled artist. I yeah. didn't want to stay at a show for longer than a, for, for a year. Mm. Um, I wanted to move on to other things the whole time. And financially, that's not the, mm. that's not the best decision. It's like when you have something good, stick with it. Yeah. Uh, but, but for some reason, I decided, nah, I'm not, I'm not about that life. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it, it, was, it was sort of forced upon like, mm. I just need to you know, make enough money to survive. But luckily, I, I do enjoy it as well. And, uh, you know, it's grown quite a bit and, and I've learned a lot. I think it's going to help me in the future if I want to venture more into directing. Um, and also, it makes you a better actor when you realize how hard uh, crew works and how mm. to work with different directors. 
um, it really changes your view mm-hmm. of, of like like acting. Mm-hmm. And you know, with this lockdown, that you know, you in this digital uh, sphere producing content, what is yes. the process sort of been like to produce this content during this lockdown? Has it been a lot more easier? Did you get to just sit down and write, or has it been a bit more difficult? You know what? A lot of things have have become a bit more difficult. Um, but it's just opened up the opportunity for for businesses um, because I create a lot of stuff for businesses, mm. you know, um, digital ads and all that stuff. For them to realize, um, you don't always have to shoot these big things and spend a lot of money. It's mm. a lot cheaper if you actually just do just do something simple, but keep it consistent. Um, and also to realize, you know, we actually we cope pretty well with not being in the outside world. Mm. Um, as an actor, that's not the same case. But luckily, yeah. I can still do editing from home. I can still write ideas. Um, I think the biggest thing was just during this time, and I don't know if you experienced this mm. as well, is there was a, a, an overload of digital content and, yeah. and um, you know, a lot of stimulation where I found myself after about three, four weeks where I just I had to put my phone away. I had to stop reading you know, self-help or motivational mm-hmm. books and all this, because it just, it gets a bit much, you know, and yeah. you need to, you need to realize, well, like, sure, we're trying to survive and mm. stay positive and what, but this is a tough time. This really is a tough time and we shouldn't be so hard on ourselves. Like, um, yeah. it is okay to, to not be entirely okay. Um, but mm. luckily now things are starting to swing around and, and yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling positive. And how is the, well? You said obviously it wasn't. It hasn't been great for your acting career. But how how do you think it's affected the actual film industry in South Africa at the moment? You know what? I I think it will it will recover quite soon. Hmm. Um, but there were a couple of productions that were literally in the middle of shooting. Um, and if you don't like, I don't know what the what the backstory is. Hmm. But hopefully, you know, you have insurance and things like hmm. that that would be able to cover it. Um, I think just I've I've had a couple of friends that I've spoken to that that told me okay so I'm I'm leaving Johannesburg leaving Cape Town I can't afford to live here anymore mm. um, and I'm quitting the industry which is you know that stuff and then also mm. in the midst of all of that you've got me over on social media boosting our show and like mm. oh we're number one here we're number yeah. one there so it, it's been tough as well because. Um, although I really want to celebrate this, you know, the victories and all that, um, it, it's very tough to see a lot of my friends having to sort of give up on their dream. It's quite tough. Um, yeah. it's, it's very tough. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. to keep it more positive, mm-hmm. yeah. um, I, there was a film I was supposed to be shooting last month. It seems like we, we might continue now in, in um, next month. Um, and then obviously we're waiting for, the possibility of a uh, of a season two of Blood and Water, which, that, which that, I think that, a lot of people exactly are what's for. happening. Yeah, because you guys released in May, and you know we just sort of work on yearly cycles. Have you guys heard anything? Because I know Netflix is one to wait for like two months before before they release yeah, so, the information. So, are you guys yeah. hearing anything? Or you know what? So, all I know is the next season has to be out within the, within the next 12 months. Um, We shot the first season around this time, or well, let's say end of June, we started Mm. shooting. Um, 
So if anything happens, it'll probably be around there. But we haven't heard anything. Um, yeah. I think also, you know, there's still a lot of a lot of stuff happening. We only starting with the real marketing from tomorrow, you know, yeah. interviews with magazines and, and sort of television shows. Yeah. So um, we're still fighting the, the battle. Mm. Um, and I think we'll only have an answer in, let's say, about a month's time. Um, and it's also, you know, the important thing is like, it's, it's great and exciting to see the show shooting and trending and going to number one. Um, but we also still need to, to get the markets who haven't seen or haven't adopted mm. yet and, and started watching uh, to get them as well. Because now mm. it's, um, we, we want to give the show to the world now. So there's still yeah. a lot of work that needs to be done. And I think, um, I mean, we're feeling positive and, and the mm. reaction from everyone has been, uh, if I, yeah, if I had a, <laughs> a hundred rand for every comment that said season two um i would have get um i would have yeah you'd be a millionaire i'd be a millionaire and i'd buy an apartment in seapoint by now um so we we positive but we're still waiting and where do you sort of see the storyline going because if we follow it you know she sort of just figures out or she confirms uh without any actual test that that they are sisters but in in your specific case for your character where do you see yourself for season two where do you see yourself going you know, that's the beginning of the season one and, and which is great why people are like, oh, we need more episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we left people wanting more. Um, and mm-hmm. I think the writers did an incredible job this season to establish a whole bunch of characters. Like you've got the main story with Puleng and Fikile, mm-hmm. but then um, KB has got his own story, you know, with his father mm-hmm. not really supporting the music. That's something you can still explore. Um, yeah. You know, you've still got got Fikile's whole thing of like her parents. She needs to explore that. Kuleng, mm. where, where does that leave her and her family? Mm. There's so much avenues they can still explore. And now Chris as well, like you mentioned, is yeah. glad a couple of people picked it up. Is mm. there's a there's a lot of mystery concerning like Chris's family, and you know he he puts up a front, but he's very like there's issues. You know, there's stuff yeah. that he he sort of needs to figure out and figure out mm. himself as well. So. Um, I definitely think, although I'm not putting words or, or yeah, words into the minds of the writers, that all the characters are still going to have a big story coming. Um, and I think Chris as well has got a lot that still needs to be explored. And, and what I've seen from the audience as well is they, they want to see that. They want to see more of that as well. Perfect. And for the lockdown experience, let's go back to that. How has this sort of affected your, your, your view? I mean, it's affected everyone's view on life. And what's yes. important, how has it sort of affected your, your views, personally and professionally? Th- yeah, so um, I think it, it's been a thing that I've, I've always um, focused on. Like when I said, I, you know, I started doing camera work and all that to, to make sure that I can sustain my acting and all that. It was also just a thing of like, I need a backup plan. What if something mm. happened to me? What if um, I get into an accident, something happens to my face or I lose mm. a leg? You know, these are the things that, People don't always think about. So for me, luckily, I had those things in in place so that over the past two months, I could still do some work. Um, But it's just reaffirmed the fact that we need to really look after our finances, first of all, especially if you're an artist, Mm. um, and that you need to have... I sort of mm. hate mm. saying this word, but you need a side hustle. You know, you need yeah. something else that could sustain you when, when times are tough or when the phone is not ringing anymore. Um, mm. But then also what's been, been great about this time is just to 
learn some new skills and and also you know look after your mental health because yeah. um, I think from from last year where we started shooting uh, blood and water I've been working non-stop and and especially at the beginning of this this year um, I was home for about I think three days in in two months mm-hmm. so it was good to just actually take a breather just relax again just put things into perspective and with that set up new goals for the year and 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 you know get yourself ready Definitely, for when yeah. when the opportunity yeah. arises yeah and after lockdown do you have anything exciting that you that you're planning that you want to share with us or so out? I, I mentioned a bit earlier there's a yeah i'm going to be shooting a new film uh next month mm. um can't disclose too much yet but it's going to be my yeah. my first my first lead role in the film which is very exciting okay congratulations uh, Yes, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, so that's going to be the main focus. And then, like I said, we're still waiting for the season two. If Netflix is listening, guys. We're waiting. We're all waiting. <laughs> let's get it going. Um, but then also, I'm, I'm working with a production company now to produce some new reality shows. So we... Okay in the process now pre-production uh getting sponsors on board and and setting all of that up um which is um, that's a lot of boring details so i'm not going to bore <laughs> all the audience with that but um that's going to be keeping me busy uh in between the shoots and then um yeah if i'm oh. just going to say it again because i'm putting it out into the universe when we start shooting season two uh, you know that's going to keep me busy until then yes yeah that that's amazing and how do you sort of see the industry being adjusted or essentially even being rebuilt after this lockdown, what do you think is going to be different about the film industry in South Africa? You know what the, the, I think the harsh reality is that, that channels and, and networks and all that, they've, they're going to realize now we, we are wasting a lot of money on, on content that doesn't really um, benefit us. We're not making money from that. And the, you know, it's going to be a case of like trimming the fat. I think mm. something like the the local film industry is, I don't, I'm almost scared mm. to say it, but I think it might be running dead at this point, mm. um, because people are already not supporting films in cinema, uh, and now we had this long period of people not being over, uh, being able to go there. And also, if you just look at the track record over the past couple of years, uh, most films that were made in the country. Uh, lost money at the box office. Um, mm. So I think yeah. what's going to happen just is the the producing of films in the country is definitely going to take a knock. Mm. Um, but I think people are going to just going to get more innovative and and people to write better shows. Hopefully, mm. the success of Blood and Water is going to inspire yes. people to to also realize you know it is possible we can make good TV mm. um, and and let's try and take it international. So I think people are also hungry so mm. people are really going to be working hard now and and give it their best and and you know try try and build it up again and definitely with netflix being now in south Af- or in, in south africa with these two amazing shows that they've produced this far i mean it just yeah. shows what amazing talent there is here and i mean it's exactly. obviously just an advertorial to the rest of the world of what amazing content we're able to produce and i think to ourselves as well is that i think we also yes. needed that reminder that hello you guys have this talent we can do that yeah Yes. Yes. No, I actually, I, I had an interview yesterday where I, where I also said, you know, um, or the question was, what, what's the one thing you learned um, on set um, or after working on the production? And it's just that 
you your dreams are valid mm. your dreams are actually valid like you are allowed to dream big dreams and it is possible mm. no one can take that away from you you just need to put in the work so um if anything this is just reaffirmed that that's that's amazing and that brings me to my last question actually what advice or guidance do you have or, or can you give to any aspiring actors out, who are out there you know this is this is a difficult question because mm. Um, if you look at this show, I've had a lot of questions. People asking me, um, "Can you help me get onto Netflix?" and "How did you get there?" and all that. Mm. So, to to sk- sketch a little scenario, um, Corsi, who mm. plays Fikile, mm. this is Fikile's first production, right? Yeah. She's nineteen years old. This is the first thing she's done, and she is incredible. She is so talented, yeah. and she killed it, right? Yeah. If I think about myself, when I was nineteen, yeah, I was acting already, but I wouldn't have been able to step into the shoes of a lead role on yeah. a Netflix show. Um, if I could mm. give people advice, it's you need to you need to really have an honest conversation with the people around you, mm. um, because unfortunately, I see a lot of people at auditions who, and and it really it's it's harsh, but they are mm. not talented in terms of acting. They mm. might have other talents, but no one actually sat them down and said, "Listen." This might not be for you, mm. um, and and someone really needs to say to tell you that. But then once you've established, okay, cool, I really have a passion for this, and you know, I'm I'm getting sort of recognition. I'm in the mm. school play, or um, you know, I've been performing there, mm. and and people enjoy it. Then you need to realize that it is not an easy road. Mm. Um, for some people, it happens quick. For other people, for other people, it takes a bit more time. Mm. Um, but key things in this industry is you know being professional artists are generally a bit you know they they late to work they they don't always learn their lines and whatever i've 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 taken a lot of pride in the fact that even though i might not be the greatest actor i'm i'm always on time i hit my marks i know my words um and that's why something happened like the fact that i worked with chris the production designer two years earlier um, he, he was able that, to rec- yeah. exactly and it's not like and you know that's the thing as well is had I treated him badly just because mm. he's not cast or I thought he's not important on sets he would never have recommended me exactly. so you need to respect the other people in the industry and learn from them and learn how everything works so that you know why how hard people work and what you can do to help other people as well you yeah. need to know the industry so learn from other people um you know, be an extra on set even. Mm. Go do that for a week or two so you can just see the ins and outs of, of how a set actually works. Um, and then it's just, you know, it's faith and patience and and especially when you go to an audition, mm. know your lines. Even if they say you can read it off the paper, read your line or mm. learn your lines. It's going to help you out in the long term. Mm. And do you think like as well, well, not do you think actually what I'm, what I'm getting about is that also the, the passion is so much more important than the talent because acting a skill that you can like really be taught. So the passion would be more important, you'd say? I, I think so. A passion, mm. passion gets a lot more people work mm. than, than talent alone. Um, mm. You know, and it's, and, and that translates to persistence as well is there, there are people who are talented and they only try and audition for a year and they don't make it and they leave. Mm. Um, mm. But there are people that I've known who only in their 30s, their late 30s, mm. um, they really 
sort of uh, reached a, a certain level of success. Mm. Um, mm. So if you have the passion, you'll keep on going. Even with me, like I said, I was mm. I was really at a point where like I almost wanted to, but that mm. was already eight years in, you know. Mm. Um, and and if I hadn't persisted, if I hadn't still, you know, continued trying, mm. this would have never come across my way. So um, passion is passion is one of the most important things you can have if you want to make it in in this game. That's amazing, and thank you so much for stopping by and chatting to me. And, and thank you me up to speed with what's what's to come for you and again congratulations i mean daily it's insane the show is insane you guys, were all, so much. you guys were all amazing so yeah oh, thank, thank you. you we look forward to seeing some more great work from you in in your new film season two season two let's go season, season let's two go. let's do it perfect thank you so much Anu. i appreciate it so much hey stay well cheers. you too cheers bye bye Okay, guys, thank you for tuning in to this episode. Remember, if you enjoyed it, please follow us on social media at Matthew Hallett on Instagram and at Matthew James also on Facebook and Twitter. Give us a follow right here on Spotify as well. Again, thank you to my amazing, talented guest, Anuchniev, and thank you to everyone who has tuned in. We hope to see you back here sometime on air with Matthew James.